and I'm walking through the door like I didn't seen in the in the detective TV shows and movies. Loaded gun, drawn, ready. I don't know what I'm doing. Shannon Kaysen's Homemade is proud to be supported by the Friends of Homemade. Thank you to everyone who listens, enjoys, and supports the stories. I'm going to call you out if you supported me since the previous episode. To my friends, Dana H. in Seattle, thanks for joining the Patreon. We're going to get to know each other a lot more over there. Cindy B. in Bloomington, Indiana, longtime friend of the show, longtime friend. Hey, Cindy. Uh, she's in radio, too, so thank you. Thank you for joining the Patreon. Today's list is short and to the point. In February, I'm going to do a strong push for the Patreon. The Patreon is definitely going to be the spot. If you enjoy my style of storytelling, Patreon will be the spot. I'm, I'm excited about this push in February. It came to me in a dream. So, so join now. You don't have to wait to then. Join now and be a part of it all. Uh, Homemade is a friend-funded podcast. Visit patreon.com backslash Shannon Kaysen. Or if you're more direct, you can go dollar sign Shannon Kaysen on Cash App. I like the direct route too. Trust me, friends are all the same. Friends, I, I appreciate you and I need you. So thank you. Enjoy the show. Storyteller to Storyteller is creative conversations with some of the best and brightest in storytelling. The conversations are every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube Live. Make sure you subscribe to Shannon Kaysen on YouTube to find them. Uh, if you enjoy The Moth, Snap Judgment, Risk, all the other storytelling shows, there's so many storytelling shows outside of podcasting too. But if you enjoy storytelling, Storyteller to Storyteller is where you get to know storytellers in depth and you can learn to tell better stories too the conversations are set up for you to learn as well the conversations for january are devin Lindsay, the black prospector he's my trainer and we talk about how a fit body fuels a creative mind uh also trisha rose burt she's a storyteller with the moth and her podcast is called no time to be timid we talk about answering the call to a creative life. Dana Norris is coming up. She's a storyteller and the host of Story Club Cleveland. She actually got me into telling stories. And in February, I got a whole collection of amazing storytellers for Black History Month. I'll share more on that soon. So go subscribe to Shannon Kaysen on YouTube. Look for Storyteller to Storyteller and watch all the previous episodes. You can let them play while you're at work or on your drive. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Homemade. I'm Shannon Kaysen. I've been blessed to do a lot of storytelling shows, podcasts, events, conferences. I do a lot of shows. I stay active. Uh, if it's hosting storytelling events for nonprofits or corporations, or if it's a storytelling show right down the street, someone asked me to come tell a story. Uh, I just did a show called Story Sessions here in Chicago. Great show by Jill Howe. Um, I'm usually down if I have time, you know, if I have time, because I like to stay active. And of course, when Snap Judgment calls, I'm down to share a story. Many of you have found homemade through Snap Judgment or The Moth, which is very cool. So Snap Judgment asked me if I had a story about family, specifically around the holidays. And I had a story, but it was a fresh story, meaning it just happened. And I usually try to let some space and time pass between when something happens and when I share it. But I've been challenging that personally imposed rule more and more. I've just been challenging it and practicing being more immediate, more authentic. 
So I agreed to tell it. I don't know. We got some airplanes going past. Hold on. No, nah, it was the snowplow. The snowplow. We got some snow here in Chicago. But uh, I've been challenging that rule, like, that I have to let a lot of time pass before I tell a story. Um, so this is a serious story. And I want to be respectful to everyone in this story. I didn't want to paint myself better than anyone else in the story. And I wanted to be honest, but not make it any worse than it already is or needs to be. And I think I did a good job with it. I think I did. I think. So, warning. This story has a little violence and a little gunplay. Nothing that doesn't happen at most your own Thanksgiving dinners. (laughs) But that's just to warn you just in case. However, that's not a reason not to listen. Okay, so I'm going to share some thoughts after the story. So listen to the end. Okay, enjoy the show. Here's Glenn Washington. Today on the Backstage episode, some of the finest storytellers in all the land, the super friends of storytelling, are gathered to consider stories about the most precious institution of all, family. Let's begin. Shannon Yes, yeah. Do you have a story to share with us about family? Oh, yeah, always, always. <laughs> I drove from Chicago de- to Detroit. It's a short full five-hour drive, depending on how I want to drive and how I'm feeling that day. But I'm going home for Thanksgiving. And mm. home is Detroit. I'm, uh, I'm recently divorced, moved to Chicago Y'all know, most of y'all know my ex-wife. I moved to Chicago to create a little distance between me and my second ex-wife. I got, I got a few ex-wives, uh, Cindy. Uh, but we, we, <laughs> we still good friends. Me and Cindy still like, like best friends, you know, so hopefully it'll stay that way. But I felt the green light to kind of move to Chicago because everything was stable in Detroit before I left. Nice home. My daughter Zoe. Most Glenn know my daughter. Yeah. My daughter doing really well. Excellent student, confident personality. Everything is good. Home is safe and secure. So, and I'm I'm there all the time too. So I'm always in Detroit. But as soon as I was packing the U-Haul to leave Detroit, my ex-wife's son was packing the U-Haul to move into the house with his family. Her son and his girlfriend, they have four kids, so it's a lot of them. And the kids was playing with a lighter, burnt the house down. Uh Uh-oh. Whoa. And he moved into his mom's house, my my ex-wife. So so when I pull up to the house, I open the door. Four kids bum rush me, little kids yelling, yelling, grandpa, grandpa, you know. They running around screaming, writing on the walls. Peeing everywhere, kids pee everywhere. So, uh, so I'm looking around, make sure there's no lighters or matches oh. <laughs> or anything around for these right, kids right. to reach because obviously you get it. So, when I left the house, it was peaceful, tranquil, secure. But now it's, 
is I'll be honest, Bebe's kids running around. They invaded the they invaded the home. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, they, arsonist. exactly, man. Arsonist. Just be real about it, you know. And uh, <laughs> the one who um, burnt down the other house is in the, is in your house now. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's all of them. You know, I I can't point to right. one because oh, I, I think all of them had a little something to do with it. But but when I'm home, I'm home. You know. Man of the house, energy, I unpack, put all my stuff, you know, put up, put, put my around the house shorts on, walk in the living room, grab the remote, sit down on my couch, you know, and watch whatever I want to watch right. on my TV. The kids crying because I don't want to watch no Coco Melon or nothing like that. I watch <laughs> football instead. You know, y'all deal with it. It's Thanksgiving. But it's the more the merrier. So because it's a full house. The day after Thanksgiving, I wake up early, go downstairs, make my coffee, my morning ritual. I, I'm only wearing my drawers. That's that's how I wake up, and uh, and this <laughs> this is real. I've been working out. You know, I'm newly single. The young girls they like the the muscles and the gray hairs. You know, <laughs> looking good. <laughs> you know what I'm doing. You know what I'm talking about. Talk to them. Talk to them. Talk to them. <laughs> I'm looking like a young Ving Rhymes in the kitchen, uh, you know, whoa. making my coffee. <laughs> and I... I noticed my ex-wife's baby boy sitting on the back porch smoking a cigarette. And I'm throwing away the old coffee grinds. And I noticed that the trash bag is overflowing. So I look out the back door to the back porch. You know, he's smoking a cigarette. I say, hey, did you, you see this garbage? Can you get it? Respectfully. I, you know, respectfully. And uh, he's smoking. He say, yeah, I got it. I make my coffee. Go walk around the house, you know, fix a squeaky door or something. That's what I, I be fixing <laughs> stuff when I'm at the house. And after a while, I walk back in the kitchen for a coffee refill. And I noticed that the garbage is still there overflowing. Uh-oh. <laughs> so this that moment, you know, we, we were just talking face to face, eye to eye. He said, I got it. I come from, mm -hmm. you know, a home where when men talk, you know, your word is your bond. My dad used to have a term, the only excuse is death. So I knock on the door to where him and his girlfriend sleep, and I, I tell his girlfriend, I say, you know, excuse me, sorry, sorry for waking you. And I tell him I need to talk to him outside. And he gets up groggy, comes out the room, and I walk him outside Shannon, where he Shannon. was smoking cigarettes. Go ahead. What's he look like? I'm 6'3", he's 6'6". Six, six. He he, big. He 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 came into his body after you know he almost thirty. So he a big dude. So we go out to the back porch out where he was smoking cigarettes. You didn't hear me tell you about that garbage. He say I, I heard you. I was gonna do it when I got up. These young guys they they talk with a mumble. You know it's all the mumble rap. <laughs> all that mumble rap. It is mumble rap. It is. <laughs> So I, I'm like, what you say? You ain't talking to your mama. Speak up. Talk like a man. I ain't hear you, boy. Ooh. 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 
He like, man, you tripping. And he goes to turn his back on me, walk back in the house. So I pull him back in front of me. And now we we screaming at each other. And it's kind of funny because he, he dressed in shorts and a tee for bed like he playing basketball. He tall, 6'6". Six, six. And I'm in my drawers. <laughs> it is cold outside. You know, yelling on the back porch. <laughs> oh my god! I don't want to fight him. I just, I just, I just want him to be responsible in the house instead of playing video games all day, drinking all day, smoking cigarettes all day with four kids looking at him. You know, mm-hmm. become the man of the house. If not for this house, for your own house. And after a while, we go back inside. We start to reason. We start talking. He telling me about, you know, him just being frustrated with life, the house burning down, mm. the kids running wild, the the working nights, low pay, and and how he's always tired. So I put on some clothes and and he poured himself a drink from the bar. Actually, actually, my bar. You know, it's still early in the morning, but it's the day after Thanksgiving. My bar. That's you an know, alpha, that's yeah, an exactly. He, my bar, my vintage bar from the. I mean, you know, I'm bragging on my bar. That's from the movie Goodfellas. I, 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 I can't take it with me. It's still at the house because I'm in an apartment right now. I'm in that uh, divorce guy apartment. You know, that one bedroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. know Start that apartment. I love that too. You know that apartment. Yeah. yeah, we all been there. I wasn't, I wasn't even married. When I actually, yeah. actually, my <laughs> liquor that he's drinking, this Detroit distillery bourbon, is good bourbon. I like bourbon. Ray know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but then I, I, I say, all this talk, you know, I say, you know, but that garbage still there. You got to get that garbage, man. And he get mad because he's sharing his his bitter life story for the pity party, and I'm still focused on the garbage. Mm-hmm. But I I, don't, I come from first things first, you know. It, and he's like, you don't even live here. And I'm like, I'm always here, even though I'm I'm oh, not here. Wow. You know, matter of fact, you drinking my Detroit distillery bourbon from my vintage <laughs> bar from Goodfellas. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. <laughs> so we we start Respect. screaming on each other. Oh. The slow burn part, you know, back and forth. And by now the whole house is up. His girlfriend, my ex-wife, the four kids, all under 10. Zoe, my teenage daughter, the cat, you know. <laughs> and we arguing about the garbage. And at one point he was like screaming at the top of his lungs and he like stuck out his face to scream louder. And and I know it wasn't right, but uh, I slapped after the slap we standing face to face he's tall he's big dude he threw a short jab <laughs> that connected oh now he's giving specific yeah, like a short jab oh. that connected too he he's six six you know his arms long it wasn't too hard but it was a good punch i was like i, I was impressed i was actually <laughs> I was actually impressed, you know, right in my lip. Hey, I'm not mad at this, man. At least he didn't he didn't let you Chris Rock. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Chris Rock should have been something. I, I said agree it. with you. I said it. I was impressed. I was oh, impressed. I said oh, it. Wow. So I, you know, in my mind, I was like, I either got to back up from him or, or like close in on him. So I closed in. I grabbed him and we fell back on the dining table, flattened the dining table Ooh. to the floor. This, this is a like y'all yeah, fight. Yeah, this yeah. is a brawl. I got I yeah, got my lick back. Just just one. I ain't hit him hard. You know what I'm saying? Just nothing crazy. 
But my daughter, she said something that I thought was like the perfect thing. She said, this is so stupid. Go ahead, tear up the house. I'm going to my room. You know, she just called it stupid. Mm. I was like, yeah, probably she, she right, you know. So he got up and he said, I got something for you. And he ran out the house to his car and drove off. Mm. Now, I keep weapons in the house. What? No. There's a few few things that I, I consider for a safe, secure house in Detroit. You know, you got reinforced doors. You got the ADT alarm system. You got the Nest video system recording 24-7. And guns, all, all registered, legally purchased, you know. Yeah, brother. So when he left the house to leave to get in the car and say he go going to get something for me, it, I wasn't just going to sit around and just wait for him to go get something, you know, see what there's something going to be. I holstered up, you know, I stayed stayed holstered up for that little time. And uh, I started to clean up the house, fix the table. It was a wood table, easy, nothing, hammer, nails, screws, drill. I just fix it up and uh, turn on the TV on Cocoa Millen for the kids and my... My, my, wait, 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 wait. You strapped. It ain't like they ain't seen fights before, though. It's, you strapped turning on Coco Melon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Eastside Detroit life. You know? He's tidying up just, while he's strapped up. So, my ex wife was going to leave the house. Uh, Cindy was going to leave the house, go get some eggs, cook for the Thanksgiving. Like, after Thanksgiving, breakfast is good. You know what I'm saying? She going to make her after Thanksgiving, right. like That's leftover true. omelets or something. Okay. And, It's not the end of the world. So I left with her to go to the store just to talk about everything that happened. And Cindy was happy that someone stood up to her son. He had been bullying around the house and and smoking in the living room, like smoking all through her house and drinking every day and taking the keys for the car and be gone for days. It was just too much. He, He needed to man up in some ways. So... While we were gone, Cindy got a call from her son's girlfriend. And her son was back at the house, and something that he had brought back to the house was a gun. And he was looking for me. Mm -hmm. So we immediately returned to the house. The biggest thing was, like, the kids in the house. You know, my daughter in there, all his kids. So, So with no delay... Ain't, you know, ain't, I ain't got no training. I'm going to be real with you. I ain't no huge trainer. Go to the range or something, you know. But I drew the gun, cocked it. And it's all dangerous with the people in the house and the kids in the house. Very, extremely dangerous. Wow. And I'm walking through the door like I didn't seen in the, in the detective TV, TV shows and movies, you know. Loaded gun, drawn, ready. I don't know what I'm doing. And as soon as I walk in... I hear something. I hear something drop. And he yells out, I, I dropped the gun. I'm done. And he's speaking clearly this time. And I saw the gun on the floor and I saw his hands up. I picked the gun up from the floor and I held both the guns in my hand, my, my fingers off the trigger, of course. And uh, he still had his hands up. And I don't know. It, it looked like with his hands up, like he was asking for a hug. So I hugged him, oh. and we hugged for a second, and that was it. Oh. Then he left the house again, 
I unloaded the guns. I went to the kitchen for another cup of coffee, leaned against the counter, noticed the trash was still overflowing. So I just took it out myself. Mm. Whoa. That's a family story. Hell of a story. That's a right on. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like sound like a regular old Thanksgiving wow. dinner, man. That's a That's Detroit every Thanksgiving. family story. I don't know. I don't know, Shannon. I'm going to do a lot of... I ain't going to put that over. I'm going to put that over. I ain't going to put that over. I don't ever remember <laughs> guns being drawn. But, um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Almost a shootout a Thanksgiving. Story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. Can, can um can we have a postscript? How, what's going on with y'all now? I'd be real. Uh, we talked a little bit afterwards, but it's not any heavy contact, and it, it's it's you know it's a challenge. But I think time, life, everything will create understanding over time. We uh, but we did talk, and I talked to his dad too. So it was like we we had some conversations. Mm. Um. Um, I took a ba- I took up a boxing class too. That's <laughs> good thinking. I started I started boxing training. It's good exercise, you know. What I'm I, I I have a question. Easy. I have a question, uh, Shannon. If you could have done one thing, just one differently in the situation, what would it have been? You know, Joyce, I, I got a lot of guilt too for not being home. You know, divorce is hard on everybody, and and honestly. You know, I talk on it like the man in the house type stuff, but I ain't there. You know, you get what I'm saying? So I'm not home. Yeah. So walking in, I might have had too much pride, too, you know, in walking in the home. Um, I probably would have just took out the garbage myself and just left it at that. Because his and my, my ex-wife's relationship, that's their relationship. I don't I don't have to come in and fix anything but i think i had that mindset still mm-hmm. like i gotta fix everything and i got that pride of you know like most of the stuff is the stuff that i you know we got together or whatever but but that's not my place anymore in a lot of ways you know it's i'm there for whatever but but i have to know my my place within uh where i'm at in life mm-hmm. right now where we at in life well yeah man that's a real that's 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 a all your stories are are real and this is a, a you know nothing short of that man and i think both you that's just a, a really shows you how much people are on edge like you have what's going on with you and then he has what's going on with him and you know yeah when those two things clash without communication you know you, you could grab the strap it could go all the way there you know <laughs> it's but it's true it's true. It could go over there over something so petty as in taking out the trash when it's not about the trash, obviously. But yeah, that's that's that's. Right. I'm yeah, glad y'all yeah. worked it out. No, yeah, the, I respect. the craziest I'm glad y'all thing, it out. you know, in uh, in in uh, Glenn was talking about the holy the Holy Ghost and in in the Spirit and everything. Else. I left with Cindy. I often think like if I'd have been in the house and he'd have just came in with the gun, what would have happened? You know what I'm saying? Because he, he mm. his 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 heat mm, might have yeah. been up at that time. Mm. And uh, but I left. I left the house to go to get some eggs. You know, if I hadn't, you know, I think about that too. But I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. They gave him time. Yeah, to he think. thought about it with all the kids there and everybody else, and it wasn't that serious. You know, yeah. Yeah, but uh, but everything will work out. Thank y'all for listening. Thank you for your ear. Appreciate you. Thank oh, you, man. Hell yeah. Thank you, yeah. Shannon. 
Yeah, that's personal. Um, <clears throat> wow. Honestly, I wish that story didn't happen because it created so many consequences. We haven't spoken since, and it created a rift between me and him, but it also created issues with him and his mom, and I didn't want that to happen. I wanted it to just be me and him, not others, you know. Um, I don't want to share too much about their relationship. It's not my place, but I, I try to focus my stories on me and my perspective. It's a beautiful family. His family is a beautiful family, and everybody's beautiful who's involved, and I hope we can all come together soon and make it right. Uh, I love to do a positive update to this story. I would really love that. And I know I'm not alone here. I know I'm not alone. I know. Uh, So share your crazy family Thanksgiving stories with me, and you get a plus because I would love to hear any redemption. So it's a plus for any redemption stories because I believe this story will be a redemption story too soon. I believe that. All right. Thank you for listening. This episode was produced by me at home, Shannon Kaysen. Also, the Snap Judgment story is produced by Domingo Mentoya and Pat Masidi Miller. Also, thanks to Glenn Washington and Mark Ristich and Nika Singh for everything. Special thanks to Joyce Lee and Dino Archie for their questions at the end. And all my Snap Judgment friends, you'll be hearing from them more and more on Storyteller to Storyteller. So, so go subscribe to uh, Shannon Kaysen on YouTube. Look up Storyteller to Storyteller. I'm going to be talking to all my friends. Consider supporting the stories at patreon.com backslash Shannon Kaysen or cash app dollar sign Shannon Kaysen. Be a friend of the stories. And for more information on workshops and speaking engagements, go to shannonkaysen.com. And the beat for this episode is produced by a margin of freedom. It's an old friend of mine. One of the flyest guys I know too. Follow a margin of freedom on Instagram and listen to his production on Bruce Cush's album, Flamingo Bay Grotto and the Narco Gorillas. And I'm still looking for beats and come back soon for more and more stories. All right. Don't shoot nobody now. Mm, mm, mm. Now that's homemade.